Inspirational women are increasingly popular in the news and media, but many go unheard and their stories are never told. Women to Watch with Susan Rocco captures the stories of many women who truly make a difference. Women to Watch is the vehicle for developing new leaders, encouraging younger generations, and in building self-esteem for future entrepreneurs. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another week of Women to Watch here on WWDB AM Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm thrilled to have a a woman in the studio today who is from our area, just outside of Philadelphia, um, Shannon Myers. And Shannon is the founder of Walton Search and also co-founder of Venture 26. And uh, the work she's involved in has a a lot to do with social media and digital media and branding and helping small businesses uh, and entrepreneurs. Um, But we're going to talk a little bit about your background before we get into the the talk of business. Okay. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to learn a little bit about your years growing up in uh, Johnstown, New York, which I understand is um, just uh, below the Adirondacks. Just in the base of the Adirondacks, which is which is beautiful up there. In the winter, maybe, um, if you're not from the area, you may not want to go there originally because uh, there's a lot of snow. But it was a great area to grow up. Very p- picturesque, uh, small town living, um, you know, Banchell on Main Street, parades, everybody knows each other. So, yeah, I really enjoyed growing up there. And mom and dad, were they from that area as well? Yep, mom and dad are from there. Actually, I'm the only person in my family that lives within an, more than an hour outside of Johnstown. Okay. So, And we're talking cousins, aunts, uncles, second cousins. Everyone still kind of stays in the same the same area. So it's nice. Yeah. And um, growing up, you uh, what, what school did you go to for uh, elementary? Um, Pleasant Avenue. There was only uh, three elementary schools, one middle school and one high school. We didn't have uh, large enough. It was a very small town. So I don't think we even graduated 100. Okay. Wow, that is small. Yeah. So everybody knew everybody (laughs) and everybody's business. (laughs) Yeah, you would go into a classroom actually when I was in high school and the teacher would not even... You know, she'd look at the, the roster and then just assign you seats. And you're like, well, how did you know our names? And occasionally she'd say, well, I don't know you. You must be from out of town. But you're a Corbett. You're a, you know, and she'd kind of point everybody out. So, yeah. yeah what was your maiden name? Corbett. Oh, Corbett. Corbett. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you were a cheerleader and you played field hockey. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but I'm interested to know what it, when, I guess, you started to develop your interest in, in the fine arts because you, you took some time during high school and took classes uh, at Syracuse. Yeah, I think since I was a, a, since I could draw, I probably was interested in fine arts, doing local competitions as a kid. Um, my, my grandmother painted, um, so she spent a lot of time with me learning to paint, learning to draw. Um, but I, I've always liked the visual arts, always. And so during high school, you did you you were athletic, but you also took uh, took some art classes, Mm -hmm. and it was nice because there were advanced. um, There's some of the more well known art schools do have programs in the summer Mm -hmm. um, for advanced students, and I was lucky. Syracuse was only about two hours away, uh, so I chose there, and they had uh, admitted me to go to a summer program for advanced high school students, and I did that for two summers. And received a certificate. So some of those classes could go towards college. And it also really solidified, yes, this is what I want to do. Yeah. And uh, where did you go for college? 
A couple places, actually. Uh, I started out at the Cleveland Institute of Art in Ohio Mm -hmm. um, and took some classes at Case Western as well. And I had some scholarships and I was doing very well, but our financial aid with my parents kind of dwindled a little bit. And at the time, my grandfather was um, not doing so well. He had Alzheimer's. And I came home for a visit and I realized, you know, he's not going to be around the next time I come home. I don't think he's going to last another year. Um, so I decided between the financial aid and what was going on that I would stay home for a year mm-hmm. and I helped take care of him. And we got to spend a lot of time together that I'd never be able to get back. Um, and I took a class at the community college, which was interesting in photography. And it was an extension of my visual arts and I really loved it. So when I went to go back, I had lost those scholarships because I had taken off some time. Um, so I went to a state school just outside of New York city. Mm-hmm. And majored in photography and absolutely loved it. Um, They had access to so many different photographers. You know, I got to spend time with Annie Leibovitz and Richard Avedon and people I wouldn't have gotten to do that if I was at a different art school. So it was fun. That's a big deal, Annie Leibovitz, working with her. (laughs) Tell me what that was like and what types of projects did you do with her? Uh, Just, it was interesting. You just help with. Yeah, some of the celebrity shoots. But at the time, the school actually that I went to also was the practice facility for the New York Knicks. Um, because it was an art school, a lot of the students didn't really care that the New York Knicks were there and they were <laughs> they don't care about camp- athletes. <laughs> yeah, they were walking around <laughs> campus. So we were exposed, you know, we were really exposed to celebrities quite a bit on campus. So you yeah. got to do projects with them and and it just sort of became a second nature, but it was a lot of fun. Yeah, I learned a lot. Was it a, was it like an internship that you did with her? Or? Um, those were projects. Richard Avedon I did an internship with. Mm-hmm. Um, he was putting out a book. I don't know who that is. You would if you looked him up. Um, remember the old Kelvin Klein ads, the black and white mm-hmm. with sort of people yeah. back in the late 80s, early 90s? Um, that was him. Okay. He was kind of a pioneer for a certain look right. of portraits. Right. Um, so that that was, I'm sure that was a tough time, though, that spending that year um, home to, to help take yeah. care of your grandfather. And that that's a really, you know, difficult illness. Um, I guess when he passed, mm-hmm. you felt, you know, you were ready to move on to the next phase. And I believe you went to uh, Baltimore. Um, after graduation for Purchase, I did. I went to, um, when I was at Purchase, I majored in photography and minored in psychology. Right. So I was kind of doing a mix. I was, yeah. you know, doing doing a little bit of both. And when I wanted to apply for graduate school, I wasn't sure that I want to continue in photography or did I want to continue with um, something psychology or counseling related. Mm-hmm. So I applied for both. And uh, Old Dominion University offered me a great graduate position. So even this great two-bedroom condo on the beach. Uh, it was Very a snowing nice. window. <laughs> no kid's going to turn yeah. that down. <laughs> there was no scholarships for the art school. So I kind of said, you know, I'm going to try this out. And I went for counseling, and it focused on higher education, so specifically working with students. And the nice thing is, is when I was at Old Dominion, I got recruited from there to work at the Maryland Institute College of Art, which was my first choice for graduate school for photography. Oh, wow. Yeah, so kind of all worked. Yeah, Yeah. it all came back together. Um, I'd love to ask you about something I read about that I think is, um, you know, really interesting is during your years at Purchase, um, some of the things that you were involved in was uh, working on a suicide hotline. Mm -hmm. Tell me about those times and and what you learned from that experience. I 
think I've always, and, and this kind of even comes to fruition right now in business, I always want to help people. I always want to be there for them. And it was an opportunity that we, part of a class that you went in there and you learned about the suicide hotline. And I said, well, how do people become involved with this? This is a position. And they said, no, it's a volunteer experience. And I said, I think I want to try that. I think I'd be interested. Um, So some people just really wanted to call and talk, um, which was fine. Um, occasionally we did get somebody who was interested in suicide and would be on that ledge, you know, would, would be like ready to take the pills or, or just ready to end it. And just being able to be a part of that and, and, and work with a team, um, to work with these people was, was really rewarding. And I think that's what kind of pushed me, uh, towards the counseling for higher education instead of doing the photography. Yeah, I, I guess I'm surprised that they would, uh, you know, allow young people without any type of education or experience in that to be in a position like that. So if you got somebody that was really, um, we, you know, at a tough moment, you... We did have professionals. Then you had there. professionals, yeah. yeah to con- Yeah, but it was a lot of students calling in, so it was, or younger, young adults that really would call into the suicide hotline. And... Sometimes it just made them feel more comfortable talking to a peer. Um, yeah. So it was an interesting experience. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I guess that would be a, a more comfortable first step for them and, you know, allow them to, to, to you know, pick up the phone and call and then be uh, sent to a professional who could really Correct. deal with their issues. Um, so talk about your years in the student affairs office and in your first job and what did you learn from that? (laughs) That was fun. It was, it's different working in student affairs. I think in graduate school, I was working part-time in student affairs. That was my position to help pay for school. Um, but working with art students is very interesting because they're a different breed, I think, than your you know, maybe business major right. <laughs> or, yes. or going for a second CPA. Yes. Um, they, they just, they're a lot of fun. So it was always, sometimes it was a challenge, but it was always something different. It was always something different. Um, sometimes what I see in, you know, the art students, the creative kids, is they sometimes feel they're not as smart as everybody else. You correct. Know? Yeah. And uh, I wonder if you had to do a little counseling along those lines. A little bit. I think the hard thing with art, if you, know, if you think about it, is you're never done, which is hard. So you're always being critiqued, and you can, you're taking that personally. Where if maybe you're a math major or you're going for something, you can complete a project and you're done, mm-hmm. and you get graded on it, and then that's it. Where if you're in a visual or performing arts, it's never done. It's not like, okay, I drew this, and it looks great. I'm done. I handed it in. Give me my grade. It's, oh, maybe I can draw this line differently. Um, and then you're being critiqued on a daily basis. Yeah, I, I think that creative people are always is a little bit harder on themselves. They're always yeah. looking for perfection. It's never good enough. It's never good enough. Yeah, never, never good. Do enough. you feel that way in your? Own I work? am. I am a perfectionist. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, my colleague and I, uh, Kristen Kane, we have a, a new saying: is is done is better than perfect because if you allow us to do something, we will do it forever until it's perfect. Right. Um, but occasionally, it just needs to be done. Yeah. Well, there is no perfection, right? So be done yeah. and move on to the... Oh, yeah. you don't... <laughs> we can You're strive, still looking right? for it. <laughs> yeah, we can still strive for it. Um, so then I understand you met uh, you met somebody while you were in Maryland who was from the Philadelphia area, mm-hmm. right? Uh, was going to school at Temple? Yeah, it was somebody who uh, was the director of residence life uh, for Temple University. Mm-hmm. And I was very active. I was doing speaking even back then in, in student affairs uh, associations. And he said, would you ever consider 
you know, moving to Philadelphia, you'd be great. You know, we have open a position at Temple. And I came up here and I said, oh, I'll interview. I've never been there. And, you know, of course, he, he did the fun things like take me out in Rittenhouse Square, go to the Fridays, that overlooks the art museum area. Um, however, I would have to live at Temple. Um, so that kind of veered me away. But I loved Philadelphia. What year was that? Uh, I believe that was 98. Or ninety nine, mm-hmm. uh, I think ninety nine, mm-hmm. and so I said, "Well, let me check it out anyway." I was looking for a position to move back up to New York City, and I wasn't finding what I was looking for. So I said, well, "Let's see if there's another position." And of course, there was the, another art school here, and they offered me a position. And again, maybe I'm just brought in by nice apartments. It was a. Uh, <laughs> I think maybe you can. I woo think me. where you live is important. And you can woo me with with nice condos. Um, <laughs> Either on the beach or, or on the yeah. by the museum. <laughs> this overlooked the art museum, and it was perfect. It's yeah. right next door to the art museum. I That's loved it. It's a beautiful it. area. Yeah. yeah. So um, I said, well, I'll go there. I'll work for a year, um, which turned into, what is this, 15, 16 years now? 16 years later. Yeah. So I'm curious. You know, you're the only one, as you said, from your family that moved away from, mm-hmm. you know, the area in New York. What was it that kind of, you know, I guess you were torn. You wanted to go back and, and visit, but something yep. kept you curious about living somewhere else, you know, other than where you grew up. Yeah, I think that's always something new and always something to explore. But I always still go back home. I mean, I visit, uh, still talk to my parents every day or every other day. Mm-hmm. Um, still very interested. But I don't think, especially in a in a visual arts or if you're, um, depending on if you're into technology, whatever that industry you're in, if it's not available where you're from, then obviously you want to go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And I always wanted to explore. Yeah, you know? you're an explorer. Yeah, yeah. yeah I love it. <laughs> So when, you know, most of your um, growing up years and your, your interests lied, you know, in the creative field and, and in counseling, you know, yeah. um, you seem to have a real, you know, um, desire to do that. When did you start to fall in love with technology? That came, well, I did actually started to enjoy technology when I was at the Maryland Institute. That was when the Internet just started becoming popular, AOL. Um, people were using that and they were using things like Photoshop for photography. Mm-hmm. And the nice thing about working there is I could take classes. So I learned a lot of um, computer technology and all and, and some more graphic design and some programs. But when it really came is when I made the switch to recruiting and I started to see what you could do with the Internet um, to assist me in my position. Something that I read about you that that stood out for me that I loved was um, in your curiosity about technology, um, a little bit before people really knew what Google was yeah. and yeah. did, um, you picked up the phone and called them because you were fascinated with the tools and the, you yep. know, the ability to search for things. I love that. I mean, that to me says a lot about you. So when you picked up the phone and called Google, yeah. who answered and what was your question? Uh, well, I had seen, so what would happen is in recruiting, obviously, people make a lot of phone calls during the day during business. And my boyfriend, now husband at the time, was traveling. And at night, I'd get on the internet and see, well, let me find out more about these companies or candidates. And I ran across a couple other recruiters, and they were selling these cheat sheets on how to use different codes in Google. And I was like, I'm not going to pay for this. Somebody at Google had to tell them, let me just call Google. They're on the West Coast. You know, and I'm up, I'm up, I'm up as well, you know, so and the engineers loved it because who calls Google, you know, who calls and says, hey, can you tell me how to use this differently? So back then it wasn't Google wasn't Google. And I just would pick up the phone. And if I had questions, I call them. 
And then it was customer service. And then obviously it was more the engineers that were developing things for Google. And the fun thing is, is this other technologies would come out. They'd email me or call me and say, hey, Shannon, did you see this came out? And then I'd call that company. And and that kind of progressed. So when LinkedIn came out, I called LinkedIn and said, hey, LinkedIn, how do I use this for recruiting? You know, so that's always carried on with me. Yeah. Yeah, but Google was funny. Yeah. Hey. (laughs) <laughs> hey, it's Jen. Could do that Mr. Today. Google? Is there yeah. a Mr. Google? <laughs> yeah, he's hurt. Yeah, so. um, no, I love that because I think, you know, when, when I, I love technology as well. I just find the abilities that we have to connect with people and Correct. research and get answers is so fun. Yeah. But there is a whole back end, you know, the coding and all the stuff, mm-hmm. the, the technical behind. Um, I just can't. <laughs> I'm not interested in that. Meanwhile, I love it. And you love it. (laughs) Um, Now, is this about the time that you started to to think about starting your own company? You started to gain Mm -hmm. the confidence in in the abilities, you know, that you were were gaining from – from the technology. Yeah. At the time I was working for another company and, and my manager, they actually had moved down to ocean city Mm -hmm. and I said, well, I'm not going to drive down there. So I started working from home and I really started to realize I'm working independently and I'm doing different things. Um, There's two sides to recruiting. There's the full cycle where you're finding candidates, you're helping interview them, you're pushing them through a whole process with a company. And there's another niche industry, which is just the research and sourcing and finding out information. So it's um, identifying candidates, getting information and giving it to a company so they can call them. Can I ask, were you at that time, were you working for another search uh, company or Mm -hmm. were you working for a specific company that had their own, you know, HR? I was working for another search company. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. And and I just realized I was doing some different things um, than they were. I was doing more of the sourcing side, and I really wasn't using them. I wasn't using their services. It was just an email and a company name. Um, wasn't even using their phone. I was using my own home phone. So at some point I said, you know, I think I can do this on my own. Yeah. When you say sourcing, tell me what that means. Um, so sourcing would be, I guess they also call it competitive in- intelligence, where you're Instead of in recruiting, you're calling around and you're calling a company, who does this, who would be interested, what are their skills, and, and getting somebody on the phone and asking all the questions. Well, the Internet is so vast now, you can kind of find that information beforehand before you even pick up the phone. So you're not wasting your time and you're not wasting a, a potential candidate. Yeah, because there's there are there's a lot of different elements to finding the right candidate and mm-hmm. and. But you were always involved at that time in both, you know, the researching and, you know, Correct. the the legwork and then actually matching the person up with yes. the right company. Mm-hmm. Um, did you find that to be, you know, that's a whole industry in itself. And yep. I think a lot of times um, trying to find that key person is not easy. What's one of the things that you do, you know, when you're you're trying to find that key person? What are you looking for specifically? Uh, for me, it's what they say online, not necessarily what's in their profiles. Okay. Yeah. So they might have a great LinkedIn profile and it gives all of their background, but are they on Twitter? What are they saying on Twitter? What That's are they right. talking about? What yeah. are they passionate about? Um, are they on a chat room? Have they written an article? And getting to kind of learn a little bit more about that person. Yeah. The profiles can often not really match speak yes. truthfully <laughs> to who they are. Yeah. yeah, speaking is very important. Um, we're going to take a quick break, okay. and we will be back with Shannon Myers, founder of Walton Search and co-founder of Venture 26. 
It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks. And some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the Mutual Fund Store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face-to-face, not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your Mutual Fund Store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the Mutual Fund Store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norrington and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the city of life. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their
their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need. When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, wealth management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806. Or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC. Member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back to Women to Watch, everyone. My name is Sue Rocco, and I'm in the studio today with Shannon Myers. And Shannon is a local lady to Philadelphia. She's the founder of her own company, Walton Search, and she's also co-founder of Venture 26. And I thought we'd take a few minutes to talk about um, Walton Search first and, and how you came about starting your own business. What gave you the confidence to do that and um, perhaps who helped you with it? Yeah, I I think um, when I did that, again, I was working for another company, another search firm, and a lot of it did stem from I really was working independently. Um, I love the company we're working with, very good friends with the owner still, um, but again, I was really, I was already working independently. I was already um, running my own business, but working for another search firm. Mm-hmm. Um, I was scared. I mean, I remember making appointments at the Small Business Administration and doing that thing and bringing in all of my paperwork. And they said, so why aren't you started yet? You're all ready. You know, you're, you're ready to go. Um, my husband kept asking for years, why aren't you doing this on your own? You'd be making so much more money. You'd be so much happier. But it was, it was kind of scary. But once I went out on my own, I really enjoyed it. And the nice thing was, is I had known some women at other search firms. And the minute I started my own, they said, oh, we've been waiting for you to do that. Oh, really? That's so nice. Can you know, we... that support. Yeah. And they started working for me. So I immediately oh. had staff. Oh, you had. That's terrific. So yeah. <laughs> clearly you had the ability, you had the experience and knowledge, but you weren't kind of believing that you were ready. Yeah, we never do. Right. We never. No, know we never do. Yeah. And I should have done it. I probably should have done it years before, but I'm glad that I made the switch. And I'd love to encourage other women to do that. Yeah. You know. Was there somebody in your life in particular that you would consider a mentor that said, you know, other than your husband, you can do it. And what are you waiting for? Uh, There was um, another recruiter um, who had gone off on her own as well. Um, And hers was because she was relocating. Mm -hmm. Um, But she was really helpful in in just saying, you can do this. I'm doing it. Um, If you have any questions, just give me a call. Um, But that, yeah, that was that was very helpful. The other thing was is I had back then, when I was working from home and my husband was traveling, I wanted to get out of the office. And I actually went to the Women's Referral Network of Montgomery County. Mm-hmm. It was one of the few, if you can believe it, <laughs> back then, <laughs> one of the only women's networks, because today there's, there's so many. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was like the only one in the area. Um, and they also, there was a lot of women who had their own businesses. So mm-hmm. it was pretty supportive. Yeah. Um, 
uh, you know, when you're starting your own business, the first thing you're thinking about is customers and clients and how am I going to get them? Mm-hmm. And I'm assuming you jumped right onto social media Correct. and <laughs> using that. What were some of the, the steps you t- took um, other than the referrals that you got from local companies to, to get brand new clients? Um, just before I had gone out on my own, I actually had spoke at a, a user's conference for um, a tool for recruiters, a contact management software. And I was getting a lot of clients from that. I was getting a lot of uh, questions to do speaking. And then I was getting other companies saying, oh, you know, should we come to you for um, for work? Um, and they were referring people as well. Mm-hmm. But for me, I got on the phone. I mean, I have no fear calling anyone, asking anything. So um, for me, I was hitting the phone hard, yeah. um, going to networking um, and just working out with everything I had. Yeah. And how about any, any advertising or marketing or mostly networking? No, networking, referrals, mm-hmm. and of course, social media. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was branding myself. I did my own website. I um, was just using any tool I could. Yeah. You know, there's so many opportunities today to, yeah. to market your business and, and advertise um, free yeah. with social media. Um, but I think it's sometimes hard for people to determine how much, you know, you need a little bit of that old fashioned, you know, you advertising do. for your brand. Um, along with the social media. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine that's some of the things you consult, you know, your your we clients do. on. Yeah. I think that traditional networking is still important. It's something you need to do. But social media just enhances that bond in between. Um, it really helps you perform more. Um, but everything still is important. I think traditional media, radio, uh, advertising online, um, in person, face-to-face is just as important, if not as important. That's everything you do online. Yeah. And and I think what social media does, it gives you that first step, that first yep. introduction, right? And then you need to, to follow through on it. Right. Statistically, I don't know, is is the um, search industry male-dominated or female-dominated, or would you say it's equal? Um, I think it's getting closer to equal, but it is pretty male-dominated. Is it? Yep. And um, when you... You were working how many years with Walton Search before you started to consider uh, taking on another project, which is Venture 26? That would be five years. Five Five years. years. Yeah. And actually, somewhere in the end of that, Kristen Kane, who is my co-founder in Venture 26, we had been talking about doing a book. We um, And of course, things change too frequently. So every time we got a couple chapters done, we'd have to change the information because social media was changing and marketing was changing. Right. And then it became a binder or a sort of a workbook that went in, in tune with a website. And that also is changing too frequently. And somewhere um, in the past year, we just decided it needs to be a website. And then somewhere about uh, eight months ago, we, we decided it needed to be a much bigger project than originally we had anticipated. Originally, we wanted to just do a blog, maybe some sponsored webinars. Um, but all these companies that I've been talking to over the years really wanted to sponsor us um, and wanted some online training, wanted some other things. So we've really made it a little bit more comprehensive. I think, you know, for the listeners, for them to understand what kind of we're talking about, you know, companies like LinkedIn, they want people to use LinkedIn. Right. but. There's so many, it's changing and there's tools and people don't know how to best use it. So really what Venture 26 is, is a website where people can go and very simply learn yeah. how to use it, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and also, I guess, Pinterest and, and Twitter and, and Facebook. Facebook, all of that social media. Um, it's more than just kind of creating an account. 
right? right. Yeah. <laughs> and posting something. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of tools that people aren't even aware of. So I think it's a really great idea. Mm-hmm. And I would imagine a company like LinkedIn is going to support you because you're encouraging other people yeah. to use it. <laughs> they do. And it's it's interesting. You know, you had, we had mentioned talking and picking up the phone for Google. It's interesting. There's other companies out there that do training for LinkedIn or Facebook or write articles and do speaking, but none of them have actually picked up the phone and called them. Um, when we were developing this, we said, well, we're going to do a training platform. We're going to sell some training for LinkedIn. Shouldn't we call LinkedIn and say, hey, LinkedIn, <laughs> what doing? we're doing for you? Yeah. And, you know, are we doing it correctly? Are we using your logo correctly? Are these the key terms that you want us to emphasize? Are there things that we're missing? Mm-hmm. Um, and the nice thing about that is you build a relationship as well. So as a new products or features are coming out, they're calling you and saying, hey, this is going to be coming out so we can change our training and adapt to that. Um, well, the, fun. Yeah. The other nice thing, I, I love that it's kind of a, it's a holistic approach, right? There's Correct. all these different parts where there's a, a lot of um, YouTube videos where people just kind of set up a camera and say, I'm, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to show you how to do something. And some of them aren't. They're not so great. They're not yeah. so great. <laughs> yeah. And they don't update them. Um, that's the other problem is they don't update it. And people, you know, when we meet with clients all, all the time and they say, uh, you know, I'm supposed to do this. And I'm like, well, you were supposed to do that two years ago. Now that's changed, <laughs> right? So, that's outdated yeah, as that's of last a, week. <laughs> yeah. And they have it in their head. And you're like, okay, that was great two years ago, but not now. Right. Um, so we're keeping up in, in um, the training videos for that part of it are mini videos so that if something changes, we can change that video immediately. And we can also send everybody who has signed up for that an email blast and say, hey, by the way, go view video XYZ. Um, The security features have changed. We're able to do a blog post, a podcast, (laughs) you know, a webinar. Um, And it's also, um, like you said, it's a a holistic approach. It's not just videos. It's um, the podcast. It's the cheat sheets that go with that. It's the industry-specific things on top of that. So Mm -hmm. if we're teaching LinkedIn, you can also go into a portal that's just for realtors on LinkedIn, just oh, for wow. sales on oh, LinkedIn. Oh, that's great. Yeah, so it's it's really personalizing it. And mm-hmm. then um, the other part that we're getting from companies are what are tools to make it easier for you to use LinkedIn? Is it Hootsuite? Is, it, is there a, a tool that will make it very easy for you to use this? Mm-hmm. Um, and we show you all the different tools. Right. So what works for you? Right. Uh, can you tell me how you came up with the name Venture 26? <laughs> I always want to know the name. Where, yeah. There's a story there. It was hard because you don't, you don't want to be very specific because it's not just social media. It's not just marketing. It's not just small business. Um, and we're talking, we're like, what are we going to call this venture? Well, a venture. Let's call it a venture. Yeah. Um, and 26 came up. I'm not sure exactly where we started with, but we are two women. We're six miles apart. Oh, okay. Um, both our houses and our, our individual companies are six miles apart. So we did the 26, mm-hmm. and there's there's a lot of other meanings to that. 26 is, um, if you do some mathematics, it's outside the box, but not so far outside of the box thinking. Um, there's a lot of different different things that go with the number 26. That's a good name. It's an easy name to remember, which Correct. is fairly important. Yeah. Short and sweet. Um 
I wanted to talk a little bit about your partnership with Kristen because um, that's something people think a lot about, you know, when they're going off on their own. Do I want to stay just myself in control of this or do I want to bring a partner, which often can really alleviate some of the burden of the work, Um, but it can be tricky. So first, how did you two meet and... um, you know, how, how's the partnership working out? Are there some parameters that you've put in place? There is. Yeah. yeah. But we met at another women's networking group, which Kristen actually leads right now. It's a women-owned business network at the Montgomery County Community College. And I had wanted to go for years, and I went, and I had no idea how this worked, what kind of network. And Kristen was the speaker the first night, and she was doing a presentation. She's on, a great speaker. Yeah, she's an amazing speaker. Yeah. She was doing a presentation on, of course, social media, Mm -hmm. and she had, the first thing that happened was during that presentation, uh, she was going to show a YouTube video and it wasn't loading correctly. And I raised my hand and said, well, there's a link to another similar video and this is the link. And she's like, who is this woman? You know, she clicked (laughs) on it. This is one (laughs) woman interrupting my seminar. I've never seen you before, right? (laughs) And then um, something else came up and I raised my hand and and she's kind of looking at me like, who is this woman? And then we sat down and and back then it was, it was the 30 second commercials. You know, everybody got up and I was sitting two seats away from Kristen. And she got up and she introduced herself and she's talking while I work at a recruiting firm, but we're starting division and social media and we're doing this and da, da, da. And the way that she explained herself was basically me, but younger. <laughs> it came to me and I was going to say almost the identical thing. And, and I pretty much did. And then everybody in the room was looking at me like, okay, who is this woman again? <laughs> you yeah. know, because I'm a newbie. And afterwards she said, no, really, what do you do? And I explained. And then um, she said, so really? And how did you get into the web design? And I said, well, I have a graphic design. I have a degree in photography. She said, no way. Seriously, I have a degree in photography. I work in graphic design. And it really was just that instant we kind of got each other. <clears throat> um, a lot of people looked at us as we would be competitors because we're doing the same thing and we're mm-hmm. so close. But somehow we realized we were very similar and somehow this was going to work. Mm-hmm. We were going to somehow help each other. Yeah. We just had that instant connection. And did you both have the idea about having a website to teach the tools of social media? Or did that kind of develop? Uh, that developed later on. Yeah, that developed over the years. Um, we, we still, for a number, I mean, we've known each other for years. So we both were kind of both doing speaking, both doing training, both doing the marketing. And somewhere over the years, we started breaking that up. I no longer travel to do speaking and training. Mm-hmm. Um, but Kristen loves it. So Kristen will travel and do the speaking and training. And I referred to her a little bit more she no longer will do the hands-on website and she refers people to me so it's kind of worked really well and we both wanted to do a book so we decided we'll do a book together and and like I said eventually it evolved into the website the book has not you're still working on the book um we've changed it to more just being the website oh okay yeah. oh well then you should do you should Still continue to pursue the book. I think that would be wonderful. Um, We're going to take another quick break, and we'll be back with Shannon Myers, founder of Walton Search and co-founder of Venture 26. Hello? Hi, Kelly. It's Sue. Are you and Joe going to the kids' game after school today? 
No, we are stuck in traffic again on our way to the hospital for Joe's IVIG infusion. As usual, we will be at the hospital all day and won't be home in time. This is really becoming a problem with our work and family commitments. Hey, my friend's son receives his infusions at home with Walgreens. You know they are not just a retail pharmacy. Walgreens has a national home infusion program. He used to miss school, but now the Walgreens nurses see him at home after school. Wow, infusions in the comfort of our own home? Yes, Walgreens expert infusion nurses and pharmacists are available 24-7 to provide safe, one-on-one clinical support around your schedule. Talk to your doctor and call Walgreens Infusion Services at 877-974-4844 or go to womentowatch.net for complete details. We will, if we ever get out of this traffic, hearty har har. We can't wait to have these infusions at home with Walgreens. Thanks. Be well. Are you looking for assistance with your IT demands? Would you like to know that the people you hire have your best interest at heart? InSource is one of the region's most distinguished and fastest-growing technology firms in the Philadelphia area. Their only concern is to deliver your business long-term success to avoid reacting to daily crisis. Recognized as a top employer of IT consultants, they thrive on helping their clients exceed expectations. InSource delivers reliable and effective solutions to the technology needs of both small and large businesses as well as nonprofits and does so with the goals of your business in mind. With over a decade of recognized success, InSource provides its clients with both IT staffing needs as well as putting highly qualified project teams together. InSource is also a partner of ServiceNow, the fastest growing software company in the country. Contact InSource today at 610-592-0800 or visit their website at insourcenow.com to find the quality help you need. It's really tough for an everyday investor to find honest, personalized investment advice. Some brokers only push the latest hot stocks, and some financial advisors won't even return your phone call unless your account is worth half a million dollars. That's where the mutual fund store comes in. It's where you talk with your local advisor, someone you can meet with face to face not somebody wearing a headset a thousand miles away. And your mutual fund store advisor will work with you to design an investment plan to help you get where you want to be. From day one, our advisors track your funds to make sure they're still right for you. Not everyone in the investment business can say that. The client comes first at the mutual fund store with custom investment plans to fit your goals, not ours. To learn more, visit MutualFundStore.com or call the Mutual Fund Store now in East Norriton and Cherry Hill, 877-239-8330. That's 877-239-8330. Have you ever wondered about the magic of Paris? Traveled there before? You haven't experienced Paris until you've traveled with us. I'm Chloe Johnson, the owner of CJ Tours. I became hooked on the mystique of all things Parisian after just one visit to the City of Light. CJ Tours, a travel, fashion, and product company, provides an experience unlike any other when it comes to exploring the hidden gems of Paris. We connect you with boutiques off the beaten path. We provide the opportunity to go behind the scenes with some of the most celebrated designers Paris has to offer. You can even purchase one-of-a-kind French pieces as mementos of your trip, or ask us to source that special piece just for you. CJ Tours and our unique products are designed to provide that Parisian je ne sais quoi and allow you to experience Paris like never before. To learn more, contact me at Chloe Johnston at cjshoppingtours.com or simply visit chloejohnston.com for more information. 
When you are shopping, do you chuckle at the one-size-fits-all tags? Well, Wealth Management should not take a one-size-fits-all approach either. Companies offer different products and services for women, and they should. All women are different. Your plan should be as unique and personal as you are. So why are you still following your one-size-fits-all financial advisor? Financial advisor Liz Barker of RBC Wealth Management understands this. Her area of expertise is women in transition and being retirement ready. Call Liz Barker, financial advisor at RBC Wealth Management at 484-530-2806. Again, that number is 484-530-2806 or visit her online at www.lizbarker.com to schedule your complimentary custom wealth management plan today. RBC Wealth Management, a division of RBC Capital Markets, LLC, member NYSE, FINRA, SIPC. Welcome back, everyone, to Women to Watch. Uh, my name is Sue Rocco, and I'm here today with Shannon Myers. Uh, Shannon is um, a local lady. She's not. She's from New York, but she's now living in, in Bluebell, right outside of Philadelphia. And she is the founder of Walton Search, and she's also co-founder of Venture Twenty Six, which is a, a brand new business that she's starting with a partner. And they're they're getting very very close to launching this website, and I think it's going to be really valuable to um, small businesses and entrepreneurs. One of the questions I wanted to ask was why it's so important to you to help not only um, entrepreneurs and small businesses, but women in particular? Yeah, I just, I have that connection. And, and part of our, part of where Venture 26 came out of, and I think I gave this example before, is, you know, entrepreneurs just don't have those budgets to work with us for a full fee. Mm-hmm. Um, and we really want to help. We get so excited when somebody else has a new business. Right. Um, and especially women, because you have that connection already. You see, they have a, Usually when they're starting a business, it's um, sometimes it's a second career for them. Sometimes they've taken a break and this is something very new. Mm-hmm. Um, we're usually, and it's not always, but usually a lot of males are an extension of what they're already doing. Mm-hmm. They're just sort of rolling into something new. Yeah. Um, and Kristen and I are both, I said we're both perfectionists. Our, uh, our <laughs> other weaknesses is... Is really for for new women in business. We really we want to help. We get so excited. They have a new idea, and we're like, oh, you could do this, and you could do this. And then I come home, and my husband's like, but did you make any money? Right. No, <laughs> <laughs> you know. So uh, such a common thread with women, really. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's that whole natural nurturing, you know, wanting to yeah. help. And I I see that so often in business that mm-hmm. you know we do that. And then, but we, you know, you have to be able to sustain it financially. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And we also want them to make money. So we want to, you know, encourage them. So it kind of counteracts. And we're like, are you making, you know, if they're doing something, we always ask them, why are you doing that? Does it help or hurt your business? Is it wasting your time? Mm -hmm. We need to ask ourselves that. Um, But Venture 26, the nice thing about that is we'll be able to help them. So we have a number of companies who offer online tools who want to sponsor free webinars. So They'll get that. If they have a question, we'll be able to address that for them, and they'll get that education for free. Um, If they have a question, well, somebody else is going to have the same question. Mm -hmm. So maybe we can address it in a blog post, Mm -hmm. or we can, so we can 
not only help just that one business, but we can help a number of businesses for free at the same time. Yeah. One of the things I think is going to be great is that, you know, whenever you have a technical issue or question, a lot of times you have to go through forums, you know, there's all these yeah. communities <laughs> out there, which I never use that because I'm throwing a question out and it can be, you know, a, I want everything pray. right yeah. away. <laughs> yeah. So your site will be, you know, really, they, they, they can instantly get an answer to a question that they have. Correct. Um, tell me a little bit about the, the portals. You know, what, what exactly are they? So um, there's portals that everybody can sign up for. So they're they're different, like basic for, um, I keep using LinkedIn because it's our first one yeah. we're rolling out. And LinkedIn people are very familiar yeah. with. So you'd be able to go into a portal where you learn basics of of LinkedIn. How do you set up a profile? How, how do I use this? How do I connect with people? Um, all of those things that you need to understand to begin. Then there's an advanced area, and then there's areas that are specific for industries. And now everybody has access to that. Anybody who comes to the website can sign up and purchase one of those different portals. Um, But the second part, and the reason that we delayed our launch, is a number of companies that either we did one-on-one training for their staff in person um, or an association like an alumni association or a trade association said, this is great, and we want to refer people to you, but it'd be great if we could do it so that it's specific to our organization. So we're going to be able to set up private portals um, for companies where their employees will have access to the training, but the training is specific to their company or specific to their trade association. So it's not just how do I learn the basics, but which keywords do I put in my profile that match my particular industry. Yeah. Now that's a lot of plug-in work for you, right? If you're not yeah. just doing basic, you know, um, tools on how to use LinkedIn, mm-hmm. but for all the different industries, it, do you have other employees or is it just the two of you? Um, we both do. We both have assistants. Um, okay. But yeah, it, it is something, it's a, a time consuming. That's why originally we were going to launch a while ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we've partnered with a company called Vidler. It's a startup. Um, well, really not not a startup right now. Mm -hmm. Um, They've been in business since 2009. They're in the Lehigh Valley. Um, They do things for like Gary Vaynerchuk. I don't know if you're familiar with him. Very popular in social media. Um, But they offer the tools for us to set up those portals and take payments. So we've worked with them. So we're not, um, so it's a repeatable process. So if we set up for one company, it's not super easy, but it's pretty easy to then copy that um, with their platform mm-hmm. and set it up for another company as well. Okay. Um, can you distinguish the difference between the paid services and the non-paid services, what what they get for the paid services? Mm-hmm. For the paid services, they're signing up for a learning area. So it's either a basic or an advanced or a whole package um, to learn one particular tool or piece of technology. So they sign up for LinkedIn, they learn LinkedIn. Um, and they get access to that for a year. And the nice thing about having access for a year is you're not going to learn it all at once. Um, You go back to these videos. If something changes, you can go back. Um, The second part of that is that you get everything else that comes with that. If there's an update to a security feature, um, if there's an update to a feature that you need to change within LinkedIn, Mm -hmm. then you get that. Because you're now you have access for a year. It's not just a one time thing. Yeah, you always have to go back yeah. and revisit. <laughs> yeah. You know, and to learn something, you know, solid. So then we send those, um, we send 
reminders to people if they need that. They can sign up for that service. Like, did you do this? Mm-hmm. Um, and then obviously if something changes, we'd send them a direct alert and say you need to go visit video XYZ mm-hmm. because something's changed. Okay. So that's the paid service. And the unpaid service are the freed webinars, the blog, um, the extensive list of resources. I think I have thousands on there. So if somebody wants to learn how to use something differently, um, there's a resource for everything. There's a tool for everything. Um, we we talked a little bit about women in entrepreneurship. Yes. And, you know, there really is a huge surge of women starting their own businesses Correct. and companies right now. So has that been a boost for you in, in gaining clients? Are, are women in particular kind of reaching out to you and Kristen? Um, it's a mix. It is a mix. We do have both. We do have both. Um, unfortunately, some of the clients that are, you know, the new women in business, it's difficult, again, because of their fees. Um, so we need to be creative with what we can assist them with, with our individual services. Okay. What, what, but we love working with them. We, yeah. <laughs> we have so much fun. Yeah. I you wish get, we could do it for free, right? Yeah. You, you always wish you could work for free. You can't be too nice. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> Let me ask you this. If you, what would you be doing in life if you were not doing the work that you're doing today, the social media and, and web design and helping small businesses? Would you go back to your artistic roots or or the counseling that you seem to enjoy? I don't think I'd go back to the counseling. I think I got a little little burnout on that. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, I'm, I'm going to be honest with you. I try to do things as much as I can that I really enjoy. I think I would travel a ton if yeah. I had the finances. I would try. I do like to travel Yeah. Um, a little bit more with my photography, but I do that on the side. Well, you I know do. what's interesting in the work you are doing, you yeah. are counseling, you're yep. counseling your clients and certainly you're using your creative skills, Correct. right? In the web design. And, um, so you, you know, you do web design, you do content copy, yep. um, speaking, what out of all of those is the toughest for you? I have rolled back the speaking because I think it's difficult to, and it's not difficult for me to, to do public speaking. I, I Stand up in front of, I mean, if you haven't learned that already, I'll stand up in front of anyone. Yeah. Um, but I think it was the travel for that. My husband travels for work, so mm-hmm. it's been difficult to for me to have that type of career where I'm traveling a lot and for him to travel and, and making sure that our schedules work. So if he has a day off, I need to be home. Yeah. So, so I really have rolled that back. Yeah. yeah. You can't both be traveling. No, it's really difficult. Yeah. <laughs> what, what does your husband do? Uh, he's a consultant. He's a consultant. Mm-hmm. In commu- uh, computer? Uh, insurance technology okay, and strategy. Okay. Yeah. Um, how about some advice for, for a woman who's listening that might be contemplating starting her own business? Just do it. <laughs> really, just do it. Um, that there's always somebody to support you. Um, there's always a resource. Everybody does want to help. Um, I'm sure you want to, I mean, you want to help women in business. I yeah. do too. Yeah. Um, just not to be afraid to ask for help. Um, and- yeah, and, and, and listen to, to kind of your own voice, right? Yeah. I think a lot of times in, the networking groups are fantastic and they're wonderful support. Um, but I think sometimes we fall into the trap of going to these and kind of looking around at what everyone yeah. else is doing, right, and not listening to our own voice. And I think, too, making sure it's it's hard when you have a new business. You want to make money. And so sometimes somebody will say, oh, you do this. You can do this as well. And it might be an interest to you, but it's not really your passion. So it's right. sticking to what your business plan is and what your goals are and keep referring back to it to make sure you don't get off track. Right. Um, doing projects or other things that make money 
and they're helping your business, but they're not what you went into business for. Right, exactly. Is there what what's uh, in the future for Venture Twenty Six? Is that you know once you, the website is up and running, is there something you're working on for for the next big thing? I think just continuing to add platforms, continuing to add different technologies. Um, we're excited. We have some interns coming in. So oh, great. We want to see what they want to do. Um, that's kind of fun, too, because it's it's young. A lot of it's young women who maybe are not sure if they want to go into a full time position when they graduate or do they want to start their own business. So that's right. fun, too. Not only that, the young people often are learning things, you know, uh, in school yeah. that we're not even aware of. <laughs> yet, Right. So yeah. they come in and help. Yeah. Um, tell me, um, we have just a few minutes left and, okay. and I, you know, I want to know where the confidence that you have came from. Do you think, um, again, a lot of the steps that you've taken throughout your career and your life, um, were, were bold and, mm-hmm. and brave ones. Where did that develop in you, that confidence? Where did that come from? I think a lot from my mother really growing up. Yeah. My mother would always say, uh, what's the worst thing that can happen? And it kind of worked two ways. One was, what's the worst thing that can happen? Like, don't do that. This can happen. Bad <laughs> things can happen. Bad things can happen. What's the worst <laughs> thing that can happen? But she really just meant it in a big way. What's the worst thing that can happen? Just go and do it. You know, what's what's going to happen? You know, what if you go and you, you, you go in front of the class and you run for office? What's the worst thing that happen? You don't get elected. Oh, darn. You know? Yeah. Um, so she was really encouraging that way. Um, so I think a lot of that, um, she has a strong personality. Um, she's, I think you learn all of that from your mother. Yeah. Did she work outside of the house? She did when, when I went into middle school, she started going out on her, yeah, she started working in offices, but she stayed home with us when we were younger. Yeah. All right. That's a nice shout out to mom. Yeah. She's listening. (laughs) Good girl. Yeah. Uh, That's that's all the time that we have, Shannon. For contact information, if someone's listening, wants to get in touch with you uh, and Kristen and get your services, who should they uh, Uh, just go to venture26.com and also, of course, waltonsearch.com. So, but yeah, because you're working on both right now. Correct. Okay. Thank you so much for coming in and spending time with me today. I appreciate it. Thank you. That's it, everyone, for this week of Women to Watch here on WWDB Talk 860. My name is Sue Rocco, and if you'd like to get in touch with me, feel free to reach out at my website, which is womentowatch.net, and that's women, the number two, watch.net. Thanks, everyone. Have a great week.